Crystal Craven, a singer, songwriter, and worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. With Mother's Day coming up this weekend, I couldn't help but think of Jesus' mother, Mary. The Gospels don't mention a whole lot about her, but what they do mention paints such a sweet image of who God chose to bear his son. Based on the Gospel of Luke, we know that Mary was young and betrothed, or what we think of as engaged nowadays, when the angel Gabriel visited her to give her the message that she would be the mother of Messiah. We can see a few distinct characteristics about her just from that encounter with Gabriel. So I'm going to be reading some verses, um, but for full context, you can get the whole story out of uh, Luke 1, verses 26 through 38. She was visited by Gabriel, and he said to her, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. So we see five things from her. One, she was favored and had found favor with God. Two, the Lord was with her. Three, she was pure both in heart and physically. Four, she had faith and was obedient. And five, she was humble and willing to serve God. I don't know that she fully quite understood all of what this meant, but after she visits her relative Elizabeth, we see her praise burst forth from the abundance of her heart as she just rejoices in God. She's filled with so much joy that her heart just leaps out, uncontained, unrestrained with joy, and she just expresses that her soul magnifies the Lord. She recognizes that she's but a humble servant, And yet generations will call her blessed for the work that God had called her to of giving birth to and raising the Son of God. In this song of praise, she ends by acknowledging her son's role as Messiah in verses 54 and 55, saying, He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. As we read about the birth of Jesus, I really can't help but wonder what Mary was thinking and feeling through it all. I mean, traveling while pregnant is hard, even in the conveniences of today, but back then? Oh. And not to mention, Mary was young and still a virgin, and while she likely had witnessed the birth of John the Baptist as she was visiting Elizabeth, would that have really prepared her for her own birth that she now faced in an animal stable with only Joseph, who she hadn't even been intimate with yet? I just wonder, was she disappointed? Was she sad over the circumstances? Was she scared? Was she embarrassed? Those things aren't recorded for us, but I can imagine those feelings just stirring around in her mind. 
I wonder if she played the truth of Gabriel's message over and over in her head to comfort herself. You know, that kind of self-talk of, I am favored by God. He is with me. I am his servant. Nothing is impossible for God. Just doing that self-talk and reaffirming the promises of God as she works to birth our Messiah into this world. Now, the thought had crossed my mind that she might even feel sad after giving birth because she had to swaddle Jesus and lay him in a manger instead of a crib that, I mean, maybe Joseph being a carpenter may or may not have already made for her back home. But as I thought on this more, I came to think, would I be concerned with anything else as I stared into the face of Jesus, the Messiah? Probably not. I bet she was filled with awe and wonder and even curiosity on thinking that this little baby, her son, was indeed God. And even more or less concerned when the shepherds come and find their way to share their story of the encounter with the angels and all the things that they had been told. Seeing these strangers come in, leaving their whole livelihoods of flock out in the fields to chase after the one that the angels spoke of. I mean, it says that Mary's response to all this was in Luke 2, 19. It says she treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The next awesome thing about Mary is that her and Joseph were obedient to keep the law. This is super important because Mary wasn't just chosen to carry and deliver and keep Jesus alive into adulthood. She had a work and a call to keep the law of God and then teaching Jesus to do the same. If Jesus wouldn't have been circumcised on the eighth day or the sacrifice offered because he opened Mary's womb as her first son, the law as it concerns Jesus' full keeping of it would not have been fulfilled perfectly. In the faithfulness to fulfill the law with Jesus as a baby, Mary also ended up witnessing the blessing of yet even more prophecy being fulfilled through the experience with Simeon and Anna at the temple. So as she raises Jesus up with Joseph in uh, that situation where he was 12 and he went missing for three days, we really start to see a shift. So when Mary and Joseph question Jesus and he responds with, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? It's then and onward that some things that Jesus said were just going over her level of understanding. Every parent has troubles raising their children, right? But Mary's trouble wasn't that her child was being a typical tween. It was that her parenting could, could never be perfect to match the true perfection of her son. And yet again, we see, it says in uh, Luke 2.51, she treasured up all these things in her heart. She showed wisdom here, even in the lack of her understanding, because she had purposed long ago when Gabriel first came to her that she was going to walk in faith and in humility as the servant of the Most High. Now, I won't go into all the details of the wedding at Cana, where Jesus turns water into wine, but the brief interaction of Mary here is definitely worth mentioning because she shows such a tremendous amount of faith. She goes to Jesus and tells the servants to do whatever it is that he tells them. And then she's absent from the rest of the story. But God used her in this to save the couple and their family from such a lifetime of shame. And it began the miracles that Jesus would perform all because she had faith and she wasn't afraid to go to Jesus with her problem. And then lastly, the last things that we see of Mary in the Gospels is that she was there at the cross as Jesus died. 
She saw the death of her son and her savior up close and personal. She's the only person who's the closest to understanding how the father must have felt seeing Jesus dying on that cross. And what a bittersweet moment if she truly understood the gravity of his role on that cross. The son who kicked in her tummy and who opened her womb was the very son who was taking the penalty for her sin and allowing her to reconcile with the father. I can only imagine how sorrowful yet loved she also must have felt when she looked up at Jesus, not even at this point bearing the resemblance of a man and pushing from his nail-pierced hands and feet to get enough breath to tell his disciple John to take his mother Mary and look after her. He was slowly suffocating, and yet his mother's well-being, both her spiritual and her physical well-being, was important enough to make arrangements for from the cross that he hung on. And it wasn't just Mary's well-being that he cared for, but that of the entire world. We were the joy set before him as he endured the cross and despising the shame, knowing his purpose and his mission, and therefore setting his face like a flint, awaiting the near vindication of his his resurrection on the third day, that in him we would have life and have it abundantly. So if you learn anything from Mary and the short mentions of her in the Bible, may it be to walk in humility and purity with God as his servant, being willing and open to do whatever it is that he asks of you, and having full faith of his promises. And in the end, just like Mary, finding yourself broken and surrendered at the foot of his cross as he cares for you. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's Crystal with a K.